the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome. Welcome back to Church of the Week right here on AM 630 The Word. I am your host, Marcus Burgos. And I'm glad to be back in the car with you, back in your ears, and, and welcoming our pastors, our local pastors here in San Antonio. And, you know, as we are entering into the Christmas season, and we're, we're in it full swing already by now, and we're giving and we're preparing to give and, and hoping that uh, we behaved well enough to receive, and I'm sure you did. Uh, I want to I want to remind you, giving is biblical. One of the one of the more popular verses that so many of us have memorized. John three sixteen says, "For God so loved the world that He gave," and so it is a biblical thing to give. It is a godly thing to give. And so I want to challenge you. Maybe you're looking at your budget and and is not stretching as far. But giving has has very little to do with budget. You can do you can give in so many different ways, and I want to encourage you to do so. Give in your time. You know what? You can give somebody a handshake. You can give somebody a smile. You can give somebody an encouraging word. And so today I wanna I wanna encourage you. Do that. Find someone today. Don't wait for the twenty fifth to give somebody something wrapped in, in paper that they're gonna rip up and throw away. Give them a smile, give them a memory, give them something that they can hold on to. And you know what? The one that gives is God. God. All good gifts come from above, the Bible says. And so let one of those good gifts come through you. And so today, as we are in the studio again with uh, our local pastors, I want to welcome today one of our pastors that has, has come back to us after a, a, a couple of years. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I always say it. I, I say how I, how I love the 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 preachers and the ministers that travel the world and they preach all over the place and they, they do revivals in, in, in big rooms and they get on a plane and drive to the next one or fly to the next one. Uh, but there's something in my heart for me, especially. I, I appreciate so much those men and women that minister to us and they minister to us and they live right here in our backyard. And, and when we call them, they answer the phone. And when we're sick, they pray for us. And when we have problems, they, they are there. And every Sunday we visit them, and sometimes we even take them for granted. But not today and not on this show. <laughs> today we are welcoming our pastor, the pastor of Grace Baptist Temple. He is a senior pastor there. And uh, Pastor Dennis Isbell, thank you so much for joining us today and being on the program. Thank you, Marcus. I appreciate it very much. Uh, you are here today, and uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about you. A lot of times we, we jump right into the ministry about the church and all the things. But you know what? We connect with people. We are 
That's that's the way we are. We connect with people. So I want to know a little bit about about your your upbringing. Perhaps are you were you born and raised in in, in San Antonio? Are you a Texan? I am a Texan by years, not by birth. Okay. Uh, I was born in uh, Toledo, Ohio, and then uh, my folks moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And so I was there for 16 years of my life until I graduated from high school. Uh, from there, I joined the Air Force, uh, spent four years, uh, spent time here in San Antonio, uh, which I did not want to come back to after those first six weeks. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was sent to Abilene. Uh, and so I spent uh, uh, my time there. And it wasn't uh, uh, until my last year in the Air Force is when I uh, came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And, and that didn't happen in San Antonio? It did not. I was actually home on leave uh, at the time, and uh, someone came and knocked on my parents' door and asked me, if I were to die tonight, are you 100% sure that heaven's wow, your home? what a question. What a question. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that question is is a is a great question. Obviously, it, is. it had you consider the future of where you would spend that time. And so, how how did how did you manage that question? How did that question mess you up, if you would? How, wh- what did you do after that? Well, it was interesting because I was raised going to church, mm. um, but wasn't saved. Never remember hearing the gospel. Uh, and so, I visited uh, a Baptist church uh, with a friend the Sunday before, and like I said, I was getting ready to head back to. Uh, to Dias Air Force Base that next morning uh, when they came by and asked that question. They didn't have to convince me that I was a sinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, uh, three years of uh, pretty rough life. Uh, <laughs> you had all the evidence you needed. I that, did, on that yes. Side. <laughs> and, and I was at a point of no hope uh, really? at that point. And so uh, I didn't know for sure, you know, that I would go to heaven. And so I said, I, I, I don't know. And so they began to take me through the scriptures and show me that, you know, as a sinner, there's a, a price to pay, and, uh, uh, and that Jesus Christ paid that price, and that mm-hmm. if I would call upon him to save me, he would. And uh, I did that night, and so it made let me such ask a you, difference. Let me ask you a question, because the picture you're painting for me, uh, I'm, I'm having a struggle with it, because now you are a military man. Yes. You have an income. Yes. You are maybe not rich, but you can, you can provide for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, were you married at that time? I was not. You were not married, but you were not uh, homeless or struggling financially. No, not at all. You were said you probably were nice and clean cut being a military man. Being a military, yes. Uh, So perhaps you looked like a very nice guy. Yes, outwardly appearance. Right? Yes. But inwardly was a different story. Inwardly is completely different. Many times, and and sure, as a pastor, we would have this, this experience where even people that look Christian. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. You know, they, they need to hear the good news as well. They do, because we do take so much for granted that, well, if they look okay, then they must be okay. And they might be physically, but you don't know what's going on in their mind. You don't know what's going on in their heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, when God gets hold of the heart, that's where the difference comes in. And to be clean outside doesn't make a difference. It's being clean inside that, that it has eternal significance. Exactly. And so it is, it is our job now. Yes, not to make a con- not not to convict you, correct. N- not to transform you, but perhaps I would say in 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 our in the Great Commission where Jesus says, "Go ye," I love the the King James version. Yes, of it. go ye. He's not just talking to go pastors or that's go exactly right evangelists or he's talking to all of us. He is. Yeah, it's our responsibility, uh, and we can't do the convicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, only the Holy Spirit can do that. Right. 
um, to bring about the change that is needed in an individual's life. And, and that's what he did for me. Uh, and that's what he can do for any individual. And that's why I'm so uh, happy that the gospel is for all, not just a select few. Oh, man. I thank God for that. And Amen. I, and I think sometimes that we, we complicate it uh, when we try to do things that are not our job yes. to do, and we, and we don't do things that, that God has called us to do. Just, you know, take, take a word of hope and, and tell someone, hey, that, I mean, I think that's, that is a great question. If you died today, right. you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I, I paint a little dr- more dramatic picture, you know, to try to get people's attention. If you were to walk out this building and get hit exactly. by a bus, you yes. know, <laughs> yes. but the bottom line is if you died today, where, where would you go? Are you sure you would be in heaven? And that is a real in your face type of question, but it's not too pushy, but it's just enough to draw a response and to get that, to get that brain working in that in that manner absolutely yeah we're not likely to to turn someone off if we ask them are you going to heaven other than saying you're going to hell <laughs> uh you know without jesus christ we're, we're likely to give them a, a standoffish at that point mm-hmm. i don't want to talk to you rather than yeah, i'm concerned about where you're going eternally exactly uh, and and heaven is the the best destination and so and then the other part is we, we try to do things that are not our job correct and we try to fix people and make people do things we want them to do. And, and that is not really what God has called us to do. No, we're there to help, uh, definitely, especially after we come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for, for those that did uh, help me in my new life in Christ at yeah. that point and say, okay, here's the life that, you know, that the Lord wants you to be living. And show me in the Bible. You know, that, and I think that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, we try to tell people this is the way you should be living instead of this is what the Lord wants. Exactly. Here's the verses that, that will help you in your Christian life now. And, and uh, it, you just can't put a price on that. You can't because in, in that same verse, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, I'm yes. referring to, he, we are not challenged to make converts. Correct. Uh, we're challenged to make disciples. Yes. You know, and in order to do that is what you just said. We have to begin to be able to open the word to them. Exactly. This is what this is not what I think about you. This is what God says about you. This is what the the Bible says. And so now it's up to you. Right. You decide. You you know you 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 said the 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 sinner's prayer like we call it. Correct. And and now it's time to make these changes in your life according to what the Bible says. Absolutely. And if we do if we do that, I think we're safe. Yes. Yeah. And, And then you know our desire is that all would line up you know, with what God wants, you know, okay, I accept what the Bible says, this is what needs to be done, uh, but we each have an individual choice. Yeah. And as much as we would like people, and I think that's where the um, the forcing, if you would, or our will trying to be pushed on them, yeah. because we want them, we know the best life that there is. And if you'll just choose this, then it'll be good for you, and, and it'll help you, and, and you'll have the life that's pleasing to the Lord, and, and, and he's going to be with you. Uh, for for all of our life here as well as for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like to try to fix people. <laughs> and when the Lord fixes people, it's much more lasting. It's much more lasting. We have to just be patient. Yes, and, and that's uh, hard. Yeah, but sometimes we forget uh, that we were not an easy that's fix. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. It's been many years. God has yes. been working on me. Yes. So I should give you a, a, a couple of weeks of patience at yeah. least. And now, so you've given your heart to the Lord, and yes. and and the next morning you go back Correct. to your life. Yes, how was that? How did you now balance that part of it? 
there was a big change really? that took place. Um, I no longer talked like I used to talk when I got back. Um, I didn't run with the same crowd. Mm. Um, I didn't drink the same things. Mm-hmm. And so there was a big change that took place. Um, so in your, in your conversion experience, when you accepted the Lord in your, in your heart, uh, that very next morning you were ready to walk away from these things. Yes, I was. Uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of different individuals on, on their time of salvation and what mm-hmm. God did for them there and, and some of the things that, you know, were past life, right. you know, that, that they had been involved in. Um, God took those things from me, and, it, and, and I attribute some of it to my upbringing. Right. Um, you know, in, in some of the church life that I had, my, my parents were very moral people. Um, and so I knew what was right and what was wrong. I had just made choices after I got away from home right. and some while I was still home as an older teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so that part was there. So to, to make the choice, and of course, now I've got the Lord's help right. in turning away from the old nature into the new. You know, I know the terminology now, but uh-huh. then it was just a life change. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Looking at it from your parents' perspective. Yes. Uh, they they were going to church. They were very moral. Yes. And perhaps they saw you not living uh, a life that they probably maybe had hoped for you. Yes. I hid a lot. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so they may not have known all that was going on in my life at that time. But whether they knew it or not, yes. there's, there's, a, there's a biblical, uh, uh, there's a passage and a principle that, that applies whether they knew it or not, that if you train up a child in yes. the way that he should go, when he grows up, he will not depart from it. So to me, what I'm, from what I'm mm-hmm. hearing, it sounds like that, that verse, that principle, it, it, it was true. The Word of God uh, did not come back void. Correct. It went out, and it, was, yes. it, it may, have, may have been there you know, seemingly dormant. But when that, when that question came in, it really did strike it and it made you think it did it made a big difference and of course i know i had a grandmother that was praying for me mm-hmm. um and uh so that, that all of that played in it, it did make a difference and so it does make a difference for you to pray for your lost family yeah because you never know you may not see a difference now when you want to but down the road you may and so it, it doesn't go unheard by the lord yeah on making a difference in in a son or a grandson's life and so we should pray amen and i want to encourage I want to encourage you today as you're listening and maybe you're, you're worried about someone. You're worried about a son, a nephew, a daughter, and they're running with the wrong crowd and they're running in the wrong places. But uh, let me tell you, God is faithful. He is. God is faithful and the prayer, the, the, God hears our prayer. I, I always remember God's word to Moses and in, in the desert and, and there was nothing nice or pretty about any of those situations. No, there wasn't. He was in the desert. The people were in slavery. And he says, I have heard the cry right. of my people. Yes, very much so. And he's and he was sending Moses to go and get them and deliver them. And so maybe maybe God has called you to pray. I would know for for, for sure that God has heard your prayer and maybe maybe he's sending somebody else. Yes. You know, and this is why we support our, our churches and we pray for our pastors because maybe your grandchild, your son, your daughter will not go to your same church, but he'll That's go right. to another church. That's right. You know, and so let's let's continue to pray. Do not give up hope. I say this often. If you don't quit, you're going to win. Amen. 
So it's just a matter of, of exercising this patience and trusting in the Lord. And so now let's fast forward, Pastor. Okay. Uh, and, and so now you're giving your heart to the Lord, and, and you're, you're in the military. Yes. And so w- when, when did the, the marriage happen? When did, you, when did you hook up? When did that happen? Uh, it, it happened uh, after I got out of the Air Force, um, and, and it made me a better airman after I got saved. Uh, and so uh, after I got out, I, I started working for a church as a custodian. All right. And then got to know uh, my wife, uh, soon-to-be wife. Uh, she went off to Bible college for a year uh, after uh, uh, her graduation. And, and so I was at church working. She was uh, at, at school in Missouri. And so we communicated by letter and phone. Not by email? Uh, not by email. Or text? And not even by text, not even by <laughs> cell phone. They weren't there yet. Um, and so those long-distance calls uh, were expensive. Um, but uh, uh, I asked her to marry me. Uh, Over the phone? Uh, no, I waited until oh, okay. she got home on Christmas break. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she had to finish out her year. Yeah. And so uh, I was married in, in June of 81. All right. And uh, so the Lord's blessed us. We've had uh, 37 good years. Excellent. Uh, so. We have we have those two things in common, in that I asked my wife to marry me uh, very close to to Christmas, okay. and then we got married in June. Yes, so that's <laughs> yeah, good. We have yeah, those two works. things in common. I won't I won't give the dates just in case <laughs> just in case I, I'm wrong. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but but we we have that, and so now you're 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 married. How that's interesting. Uh, you you retired. From from the Air Force, just spent four years. You spent four years yes. in, in the Air Force, and you went into into church, and you and you started cleaning church. Yes, and and from there, where how did it happen that you felt the call into ministry? Because working at church is it could be a little different than ministry. Oh, very much so. Yes, but I, I was around right. uh, the staff. I was hearing a lot of the mm. things that were taking place, and I was under good preaching. Uh, and and so it wasn't uh, till about uh, six or seven months after uh, that I uh, was really involved and 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 listening to the Lord that I knew I was supposed to be doing this full time. Really, uh, I didn't have a desire to pastor. I wanted to be an assistant. I wanted to help a pastor. Right. And and that was my heart. And so uh, I, I was filled with that, and then went to Bible college. And after we were married. And my wife says I married her, so I wouldn't have to be in the single dorms. Uh, I spent four years doing that. Didn't want to do it anymore, but uh, I had other reasons. Yeah. Uh, but uh, her parents were great cooks, so <laughs> that helped as well. Um, but, uh, you know, God called me into his service. Yeah. And uh, I was more than willing to say yes. So let me ask you a question. How, how, do, how do you compare uh, your time in the service with your time in God's service? How, how, do the, how do those two uh, compare in, in your mind, since you have spent time in both? The military um, taught me discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, after I came to know Christ uh, in a greater way, because I had a, not only a desire to be a good Christian, I then wanted to be a good airman. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to be the crew chief that would bring honor to the Lord. Right. I wanted to do the job right. And so... The discipline aspect is is very helpful, learning how to take orders. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't like that yeah, because uh, sometimes we don't like the orders, but we know they're for our benefit and they're for our safety, and it's it's what the, our commander wants. So in that and recognizing that Jesus is the captain of our salvation, he's our commander, mm-hmm. and so 
just learning how to take orders, follow orders, uh, be told uh, this is the way I want this done. When you're serving a pastor, I want it done this way. You do it that way. Right. There's no questions to be asked. Uh, there can be conversation and say, would it work better this way? You know, we're not infallible as pastors. Exactly. Um, so, uh, but it but it just taught me, and so that comparison aspect of the of the discipline of the military and being disciplined in the Christian life does work together. So, so what I'm hearing, maybe I'm a little skewed. Uh, all we need to do as pastors is send a couple of our people <laughs> over to, to the military, yes. and when they come back, we'll they'll be straightened out for us. It wouldn't hurt for some, yes. <laughs> Lord help us. Yes. <laughs> and so now let's let's continue going forward and and how how do you end up at 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 the church where you're at right now? How do you end up at Grace Baptist? Uh roundabout way. Really? Uh, I spent Sounds uh, like there's a story there. There is. I spent several <laughs> years uh on staff at, at Trinity Baptist in Abilene under Dr. Leland Kennedy. Uh after graduating from from college, um I spent uh, three and a half years in Decatur, Texas. Okay. Um serving with uh, a pastor by the name of Doug Kennedy that I learned a great deal from. Um, and that's when God began to deal with me about being a pastor. And so there was a church that opened up in East Texas in Palestine. And so that was a great learning church. Mm. Uh, and, and it's one of those areas that, um, thank you, Lord, for the learning. I hope I learned a lesson. I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, that type of situation. And so from there, I went back to, to staff in, in Abilene. And from there, that's where God called us here to San Antonio. And uh, so we came here in October of 1992, and uh, God's kept us here for this and entire you came, time. And you came to pastor? I came to pastor here, yes. All right. Tell me, where are you pastoring? Where, how do we find the church? Tell me about it. Grace Baptist Temple is uh, located at 9103 Wurzbach. Uh, we are right by USAA uh, and right in between Fredericksburg Road and Blue Mill. Uh, we have a, a wonderful location. We've been there just a little over 10 years. Uh, we uh, built a new building. We were located off of Bassey Road uh, since June of 1954. Wow. And uh, the Lord brought us to a point of uh, selling that property in 2005 and going through uh, uh, another area of building that uh, I wanted to learn from and not go through again. <laughs> um, but God's blessed us with uh, a wonderful uh, building, some of the best people in San Antonio. And that's been a thrill to us. How do we find you on the on the web on the internet? Uh, we have a website. Uh, it's GBTSA Grace Baptist Temple San Antonio dot uh, mm-hmm. org, and so we have the information about our church there. We've got a little bit of information about myself and my wife and our children, and we have seven grandchildren, uh, two sets of twins. All right. Uh, so that's been a blessing. Um, we have uh, an assistant, a pastor, and his wife, and they've got a, a one year old getting ready to be one year old. Um, so young families. Young families, yes. Uh, and a great mixture yeah. within our church. We've got uh, some blessed saints that I call them, the, yeah. the older saints. Yes. Um, but we've got a wonderful mixture uh, of ages that, that work well together. Um, and so God's blessed us in that. And so uh, we have a, a great mission church. Uh, our folks love missionaries. Uh, we support 100 missionaries uh, at the present. And uh, one hundred, one hundred missionaries, yes, wow. uh, all around the world. I think we're in about forty-five countries. Wow! Right now, so the Lord's blessed us in that area yeah. uh, for the size of our con- congregation. So, won't you, won't you invite us to church 
on Sunday. You have you have our ear. Um, I want to go to church. I've, it sounds so interesting. We Tell would me. we would love to have you come visit us. We have our Bible studies at ten o'clock uh, for each age group. Uh, we have uh, uh, our beginners class, and uh, which is uh, four and five year olds. We have our primary class. Uh, which is uh, first and second graders, our juniors, third, fourth, and fifth. We have the youth class uh, that goes from sixth uh, through twelfth. That's our crosswalk uh, youth. Uh, we've got uh, three right now adult Bible studies that are mm-hmm. taking place. Uh, my wife is teaching one uh, on being a wise woman. Uh, I'm teaching how to teach God's Word. And then one of our uh, men retired uh, from the Air Force uh, is teaching uh, character. Um, and so we try to offer uh, things for our adults to, to learn from and to benefit from. Uh, and so we have that Sunday school time at 10 o'clock. Our morning worship is at 11. Uh, and uh, we have some great congregational singing specials yeah. um, and then get into the Word. And then on Sunday evenings, we have our 6 o'clock service. Uh, Wednesdays, we meet at 7 uh, with the adults, prayer time, study in the Word, and then our youth meet uh, separately uh, uh, as well at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. Well, you've heard it. You've heard it right here on AM 630, The Word. And uh, there is a great church right on Wurzbach 9103. You can find them on the Internet, GBTSA, Grace Baptist Temple, SA, San Antonio.org, uh, for more information. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for coming on out and being with us and telling us, opening up the books for us and letting us see. And if you're looking for a church, I want to invite you. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock for the Sunday school, Yes, sir. 11 o'clock for the service, and the night service on Sundays at 6 p.m., and then again on Wednesdays at 7. And uh, wherever you're at, doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore where, where you live. If you live on the south or on the east or on the west or in the north, you can get on 410, can't Amen. you? <laughs> you can. We are drawing from every area of San Antonio and beyond. That's right. So the Lord's been blessing. So come on out to church, San Antonio. And be blessed. It is my honor. My name, I am your host, Marcus Burgos. And I want to get you out to church this Sunday. Why don't you come out and visit Pastor Isbell, Dennis Isbell. Amen. Over at Grace Baptist Temple. God bless you, San Antonio. See you soon. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.